Hello and welcome to the Helios blog. Whether you're chilling on your couch or in your coffin, don't forget to tune in to us to keep you company. Today, we have Jordan Peterson talking about why you shouldn't chase women. Let's get into it. The reason she's alone is because she's difficult. Women are not accepting the bare minimum. Women fuck men they respect. All the women who say things like, I'm strong, independent, I don't need no man, like, y'all impress me. Women just gaslight each other and say what they want to hear. What emotion do you feel when you're going to approach someone you're very attracted to and there's an extremely high probability that she's going to tell you to disappear? <laughs> right. Exactly. Absolutely. Because it's a real judgment, right? We're going to see a movie called Crumb where you'll see this in great detail. But it's a real judgment. It's like the best judgment is, well, I don't mind your physical presence, but your genes should definitely not survive another generation. <laughs> right. And that's sort of generally translated into, I think we should just be friends. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Right. You know, and you can blow that off, and people do, and you have to, because it's part of being polite and civilized. But... You know, let's make no mistake about it. There is no more fundamental judgment than that. Yep. So, paralysis. And there's no shortage of men, I mean, who are absolutely terrified of women. I mean, I've had yep. many of them in my practice. You know, I had one guy, he was so terrified of women, he couldn't even talk to them on the phone. It's more common than you think. Yeah, and why would that be so common? Well, it's common because if you think you might fail then some people don't even want to try because they don't want to face the reality that they are a failure, right? Because to face that reality means to acknowledge you're a failure. And then what? Well, then you have to work like an animal to make sure you're not a failure anymore. So, but it's generally manifested by men who, do, who no one cares about, so it's generally irrelevant. So, Indeed. Well, it's the, it's the case. It really is the case. Yep. I'm, I'm yep. not kidding. They're low-status men. You know, they're people that are generally regarded as losers. And yep. there isn't anybody who really gives a damn about what happens to them one way or another. And there's That's absolutely true. Most men are losers to women. And so, because they're losers, they're invisible. There are men out there, right now, in 2023 that have been rejected by every single girl they've talked to their entire life. They are invisible. And so men, in order to be not invisible, you have to know you have to be physically fit. You have to be strong. You have to be confident. You have to have something. You have to bring value. You have to have frame. You have to be unafraid of failure. You have to take risks. It's really not that easy to do. There's a lot more men in that category than there are women. Women are in all sorts of, you know, social categories that cause the misery and distress, but that one seems to be predominantly male. Yeah. One of the things I'm going to do when we talk about Freud is I'm going to show you this movie Crumb, which I just told you about, and it, it's actually, it's a very rare thing because it shows you the world from the perspective of very intelligent male losers. And that's just not a perspective you ever see because it's the winners that tell the stories about yep. their life. It's that's like, right. who the hell cares about the life of a loser? But this movie is about a loser who became a winner and, you know, almost as an act of revenge. And uh, it's great. It's great. Great, great uh, examination of the Oedipal complex. Remarkable. Women select men. 
Oedipal complex. So, uh, you know, marrying your um, your mom and, and uh, killing your dad is the Oedipus complex. And that makes them nature, because nature is what yep. selects. And so, you know, you can think, well, it's only symbolic that women are nature. It's like, no, it's not just symbolic. It's not just symbolic. You know, and the woman, in some sense, is the gatekeeper to rep is, not in some sense, is the gatekeeper to reproductive success. Yep. And you can't get more like nature than that. In exactly fact, right. In fact, it's the very definition of nature. So, as I said, there are lots of reasons why these symbolic representations are set up the way they are. All right, so that's the great mother, nature. The queen, the matrix. The matrix is something from which all things form. Same root word as matter, mother, all the same root word. The matriarch, the container, the cornucopia, the object to be fertilized, the source of all things, the fecund, the pregnant. There are more parts of the association network. The strange, the emotional, the foreigner, the place of return and rest, the deep, the valley, the cleft, the cave, hell, death, and the grave, the moon, ruler of the night and the mysterious dark. He's just uh, free associating uh, things that, are, that have been traditionally associated with the feminine. And matter in the earth. So those aren't necessarily associated with femininity, but they're typically associated Indeed. with femininity from a symbolic perspective. Yeah, that's right. You know, so like generally, like a witch in a movie doesn't come riding out of the full bright sun at noon, right? That just doesn't happen because it doesn't make sense. It's a dark thing. And so if you saw that occurring in the light in a movie, you'd think, you know, what the hell's going on here? That doesn't make sense. And the reason it doesn't make sense is because it's, it, violates the, it violates the complex, the symbolic complex. So those are female denizens of the underworld and hell. Very pleasant creatures. It's Indeed. like a Medusa with the head of snakes, you know. And if you, might, if you ask, you know, why would a woman have a head of snakes? In well, this, this one is obvious. Because while women hold reproductive success, they also have, they, they also contain the, the potential for great danger, right? For death and uh, destruction. And it's, it's, not, um, it's not a coincidence that the snakes come out of the head. Because for girls, it's not their physicality that's, da that's a danger to you, right? It's their, it's their mind, right? It's their head. If she's crazy, you don't want to deal with her. That's Medusa, right there. It's the crazy girl you don't want to deal with. But she's hot, though. You see? In reference to a man, and that's really simple. I bet there are men here who know the answer to that. Indeed. I don't know what you guys think about this, but I was pretty happy when I thought this up, and it took me a long time. So, if you think about the world in Darwinian terms, right? It's a struggle for survival and reproduction. Which are basically Indeed. the same thing. Yep. Survival is you, but reproduction is the survival of your genes. So it's a, it's a survival issue over very long spans of time. Okay, what do we call the selection mechanism? Na right, natural selection, right? It's Indeed. nature who does the selection. Okay, so let me tell you something that makes female humans different than female chimps. I mean, there's lots of things that, that do. But <laughs> So, but here, here's an important one. If you look at which male in a female in a chimp troop fathers most of the offspring? It's the dominant male. That's right. But the reason for that isn't because the female chimps sort of flock around the dominant male. Now that happens in other species, but it doesn't happen with chimps. 
What happens is the dominant male chases all the subordinate males away and will interfere with any sexual behavior they manifest. He'll chase them away. The females, though, are perfectly happy to mate with a subordinate male if they're in heat and they get the opportunity. So they go into heat, which is something that doesn't happen with female humans, and they really don't care who they mate with. Okay, female humans are much different than that. They're picky. Yeah, female humans, exactly. They're, they're picky. So uh, it's the Pareto principle, right? 20% of the men get 80% of the female attention. And uh, the, the 20% that those men don't get, you wouldn't want anyway right um so the principle i always tell people is it's time better spent improving yourself versus chasing girls because when you improve yourself then you don't need to chase girls they will signal to you that they're available right so the time investment should be into yourself and not into girls because they will make it Basically, they'll make it easy for you once you've reached a certain level of attainment, right? So they're, they're are, really, they're choosy. It's a big deal. It's a big deal that they're choosy. Women also seem to evaluate men for their fitness. Now, so, lots of men have no sexual partners yep. and they have no children. That's not the case with women. Almost all women have one child or more. And it's a rare woman indeed who cannot find a sexual partner. Some of you undoubtedly have already experienced what it's like to be possessed by a particularly stupid idea. You know, so maybe you've grown out of one or two of the stupid ideas that possessed you. Or maybe you're possessed by an attraction to someone you can't control, or you can't control your eating behavior, or you, you know, you're a pushover when it comes to interpersonal interactions because you're too agreeable, or you fly off the handle and fight. And, you know, none of this is really under your control. And so all of those things that manifest themselves, not only in your behaviors, but in your perceptions, your perceptions themselves, you know, they tend to take on embodied form and use you as the vehicle for their activity. So, you know, when you're thinking about something like anger, for example, think about how it works, because it's quite peculiar. What must someone generally do? How must someone generally act if you're going to be angry at them? They have to be irritating, right? You know, they have to provoke you in some way. Well, the mere fact that you perceive what they're doing as irritating or provoking doesn't ensure that anyone else would have thought about it as irritating or provoking, or that that's what they meant, or that that's what's happening. And my point is, my point is, it's very important to think about these complexes of ideas as sub-personalities, because otherwise you really don't get what they're like. If you're angry, if you have a proclivity towards anger, especially if it's an unthinking proclivity, Anything that someone says might irritate you. And it isn't like they say something and you think about it and then you get irritated. It's like you perceive the person as irritating. You know, maybe it's just the way they hold their mouth or something. It, it, it can be very, very subtle. And you might say, well, it's not me, it's you. It's not that I'm irritated by you. It's that you're irritating. And that, you know, that's a very difficult thing to settle because... Yeah, so the idea is... That, that would be a deflection of responsibility, right? The reality is somewhere between the subjective and the objective, right? A lot of arguments that you'll have with people throughout your life are about exactly that. Am I, are you irritating or am I oversensitive? It's like, well, you know, we're going to hash that out for a good long time before we figure it out. But the point is, is that if you're possessed by an emotional state or a motivational state or an idea or some kind of complex, you'll see the world through its eyes. And then the facts reveal themselves to you through the lens of that particular set of ideas. 
So it's a very frightening idea because, you know, we like to think of ourselves as masters of our own house, which is completely clueless because it's obvious if you watch yourself for like a month that you hardly ever do what you tell yourself to do and you're liable to do all sorts of other things that you don't even want to do. You know, because you say, well, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week and I'm not going to drink, you know, and maybe there's this person I'm not going to associate with and then, you know, you don't go to the gym and you find that person and you go out and drink with them and you think, what the hell's going on, you know? And, but it's That has to do with um, how the brain works, right? The more you do something, the more it gets wired in your brain and you repeat the behavior. That's, that's the idea. How do you acquire the interest of the female species? You mean personally? Sharp suits, man. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. That was that was a good question. Good question. Good good answer, Jordan. Good answer. Well, you know, little hygiene is not such a bad thing. It's true. <laughs> As a start, decent haircut, you know, certain amount of cleanliness. That's a good thing. What's rule one in the first book? Stand up straight with your shoulders back. That's good. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yep. To do. No. What do women look for? A winner. Competitiveness. A man that's stronger and better than other men. Depends on the wisdom of the woman, obviously. But, well, it does because, you know, you can, narcissists can fool naive women. That's why narcissists propagate, by the way. And we know this because narcissistic psychopaths Young women are more likely to fall for narcissistic psychopaths. And the reason for that is they can't tell them from competent men. Because narcissistic psychopaths imitate competence. And that's their niche. And so they have a confidence that isn't justified by their ability. But the women check out the confidence as a marker of ability. And the falsely confident can fool them. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what uh, PUA is based off of right? So old school dating, um, you know, tips was pretend that you're something you're not, fool the girl's attraction triggers, and you'll get laid. And it does work. But the new age wisdom from the RP is don't do that. What you should do is just become that man. Get that money, get that strength, go to the gym, become that competitive man. And then you'll have that natural confidence that you get from being a winner. Especially if they're young and naive. And so, well, so let's say you're not going to be a narcissistic psychopath, which is often what those, like, manosphere dating sites teach you. It's like, you know, wear an expensive watch and peacock a bit and to peacock. Yeah, that's, that's right. Exactly. You see? But again, that was the, the story from 20 years ago, right? Or, or 25 years ago, let's say. Just to wear something, some item of clothing that's, you know, a little bit out of the ordinary, something a little bit more colorful than might be generally the case so that you look like you're confident enough to pull that off with panache. But mostly it's just, it's just training in a kind of deceptive narcissism. Right. Now, you know, a wallflower guy might benefit from some training in, in narcissistic psychopathy, you know, just to sort of balance them out a bit. It's true. So you can make some progress forward, 
That's why people like Andrew Tate are so popular. And, and I, I'm not saying that in, in an entirely dismissive manner, but there's a huge danger there. But generally what women want is something like confident, productive generosity. E sure. Um, confident, productive generosity coming from a man that's, that's a winner, right? Coming from a man that's better than 80% of other men. That's about right. Fundamentally. And so, you know, if that's allied with physical attractiveness and a sense of humor and, you know, the, you see. the sorts of features that a man would also look for in a woman, so much the better. But your basic bet, and my suspicions are the guy who answered this question is probably young. First of all, no one likes young men. So if they don't, women don't like you, it's like, well, that's par for the course. Who yeah, exactly. Most men that are under the age of 21 are virgins. And that's because not a single girl on earth is attracted to them. The only girls that would be attracted are girls from, you know, from a different country that know that your family is going to be able to provide for their family, right? Because of the way that money works, right? Who likes young men? No one. Why? Well, they're basically troublesome and useless. And so that's yep. why. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so cross-culturally, women like men who are about four years older than them. Yep. And the reason for that is, you know, women are more vulnerable on the sexual front. And they have... It's why you see, like, you know, in university, you see the girls that are 21 in university, they're dating a guy that's already graduated. The first years with the fourth years, right? That's why you see that. Have to make themselves even more vulnerable if they have children, especially when the children are infants. And so they're looking for guys who are competent enough to be able to take care of themselves, at least, and then have enough left over for a wife and a dependent child. And not because exactly because the wife wants to be taken care of, because it isn't exactly like women want to be taken care of. It's more a reciprocal relationship. But if a woman has a dependent child, then both of them have to be taken care of, especially when the child's an infant. And so women tilt the scales toward assessment of men on the grounds of their competent generosity. And yeah, that's that's for long-term relationships. So this is so so Jordan is talking about long-term relationships in marriage, right? But he's not talking about bedroom fun, which is what men are interested in, right? So women want to be in a relationship with a guy like this, but men aren't interested in that at, at least to start. What they're interested in is bedroom fun. And what do women select for for bedroom fun? Well, they select for a winner. Taller, stronger, fitter, faster, more confident, more friends, better friends, makes more money, all of that. So if, you, if you're better than a girl, she's going to be attracted to you. For a, for a girl, respect is attraction. So the more competitive you are, the more attractive she'll be to you. And that's what leads to bedroom fun. Of course, you have to have a certain level of body as well. It doesn't need to be like, you know, supermodel male model or anything like that you just need to be not obese basically as, as a man or you know let's say um low end physically fit in addition to the rest of the stuff but usually especially when a man is young the only way for him to be competitive is to be stronger than other men because it's easier to be stronger than it is to financially outcompete other men 
That takes a lot of training. And so that's why you see, you know, the athletes being very successful. Okay, let's continue. The reason, and you know, men might be annoyed about that, but I would say, well, if you were a woman, you'd do the same thing. And you know how I know that? It's because women are female humans. And so if you were a woman, you'd be just like a woman. It's true. Yep, it's absolutely true. If you were responsible for having a child, you carrying it, then you would be just as choosy as girls are. That's for sure. In fact, most men are not choosy enough, right? They just get with any girl that gives them attention, which is obviously terrible because some of these girls are horrible. So you don't want to get with them. It would be better to be alone. But anyway. So, because that's, that's what a woman is, right? Yeah, so it's true, it's true. You can't blame women. It's like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Women are the world. You can't blame the world for being how it is. You have to become competitive in the world that you're given, right? Win there, buddy. If all women don't like you, it's you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely true. It, it just means you're not competitive, right? That's, that's literally all it means. It doesn't mean anything else, right? It means women are choosing other men over you. So what you're missing, actually, if all girls find you unattractive, if you're invisible, what you're missing is what women want, which is a winner. You have to become some kind of winner. That's, that's the idea. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's so annoying. It's especially if you're young. Because yep, yep, that's right. most women aren't going to like you. And, so, and it is you. So you have to grow up. And, but then, you know, you got to understand that if you make yourself competent and productive and generous and a little bit socially skilled and reasonably clean, eventually, you know, you'll fool someone and then... <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Yeah, exactly. That's about right. And uh, he didn't say physically fit, but do you see how there's a lot of qualities that a man needs to be attractive? It's not just... It's not like for women. For women, they can hit the age of 16 and bam, suddenly they're attractive to all men, Right? As long as she's not obese. That's it. Look at the difference. For a man, it requires a ton of work. And this is why I say, this is why, right, you should be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor, right? Date non-exclusively for a period of time. Because once you hit that top 20%, you're going to have a lot of attention from girls. All right, let's continue. And then, you know, might take a few years, but, but generally it happens. So, so that's the thing is don't, you know, don't, don't be a fool. Turn yourself into someone who's worth being around. And, yep. and then develop enough social skills so you advertise yourself genuinely. Because, you know, it's not also useful if you're a man to be competent, productive, and generous, and then so timid and that's socially right. unskilled that no one can tell. That's also not helpful. Engineers. Yeah, you got to sell yourself, right? That's absolutely true. Do that all the time. So <laughs> my friend Jim, he's my brother-in-law. He's a great engineer. He said, engineers are the only men who never figured out how to turn social status into mating opportunities. <laughs> that's really funny. But no, that's not true. All you need to do is be extroverted, right? As, as an engineer, right? So you have to, you have to practice that skill that you use to become an engineer can be used to get yourself laid too, right? 
That's the that's the secret. The secret is it can be as simple as A to B to C. You just have to understand what A is actually important. It's not the lies that girls tell you. Just be yourself, just be nice, and so on. That's such a funny line. It's also true. You know what? I'm going to tell you a story about him, too. I was with him and, and a friend of mine who's also an engineer in a bar in, in Palo Alto in California. It was so damn funny. It was a wine bar, a pretty sophisticated place. You know, and uh, I was sitting there talking to them, and they're both high-end engineers and, like, super bright people, and, but they're engineers. And so, Indeed. and there was this quite attractive woman there about our age. This was, like, 15 years ago, and she was a teacher. I, she, she, she tried to get herself integrated into the conversation, and... Um, oh, right. If a girl does that, it means she's interested in one of you. That's, that's how girls do it. She's inviting somebody to win her, right? And she was a teacher, and, and she lived in, in Palo Alto, and she was clearly there alone and w- wanted some company. And um, <laughs> so funny, because this poor girl, she was trying to get into the conversation, and she'd, she was listening, and she'd offer an opinion. She was trying to play along. And those bloody engineers, they just told her like five ways she was wrong and then kept on talking to each other. And it's like... Hilarious! <laughs> it's so funny. That's then funny, that's funny. She'd look kind of abashed, you know, and, 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 and out of place, and then she'd muster up some courage a little farther down the conversation and uh, she'd offer an opinion and then they'd tell her like, just like engineers no this you're wrong and here's five reasons why and, and like slapped her down right and obviously girls don't like nobody likes to be told they're wrong especially but if you want to get laid right you got to be a bit like you know you got to be smart about about this right but maybe they weren't interested in getting laid right that's the thing uh, or What's more likely, based on the context of this conversation, is they didn't know that you can't do that, right? It's like then she could, I thought I, she eventually, you know, left. Surprise, surprise. What a surprise. And I out to them what they had done. And, like, these are pretty sophisticated guys, but it was just so goddamn comical to watch. I could hardly stand it. It's like, you bloody engineers, you wonder why, you know. Yeah, you wonder why you can't get laid. It's because of your social incompetence, effectively. But you can become socially competent with practice, right? You just have to understand the, the rules. Usually, if, if you want to get a girl to like you, you just, have, like, you just listen to what she says and bounce what she's saying back at her. And that's, a, that's it. That's all, that's all it takes. And she'll think you're the best conversationalist in the world. All right. Let's end the video there. Hit the like, hit the sub, hit all notifications, drop me a donation like Hunter M, Adrian Altoma, and Bobby. Shout out to you, most recent Patreon subscriber. Go buy my books at bit.ly slash Helios Books. Take care of yourselves, guys, and I'll see you next time.